Hey there, this is Craig Ansell with the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. We are overjoyed and celebrating like wildfire over here because we have hit 100 plus episodes. We can't believe it either, but we can't do it and we couldn't do it without all our faithful subscribers. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your comments and all that you do to help this show be successful. As part of our special celebration for 100-plus episodes, we are absolutely mixing things up. We're going to have on an occasional guest. And today's guest comes from fellow podcast, Balcony Cheerleader. Her name is Miss Thunder. And if you don't know, she's hailed as the queen of results. You won't want to miss today's show. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. We are on fire and celebrating because we're at 100 plus episodes. And to mix things up, we're having on some guest speakers. Today's guest comes from Balcony Cheerleader Podcast. Her name is Miss Thunder, and she's titled as the Queen of Results. Welcome, Miss Thunder. How are you? Hey, congratulations on your 100th episode. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. We're on fire here. Digital fire. (laughs) Boom time. Let's go. (laughs) Exactly. I had the opportunity to be on your show recently, and I so much thank you for that invitation and the time we spent. It was just electrifying. And I thought, hey, what better way then to share some of your energy and fire with our guests? So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Miss Thunder? Yes, I am known as Queen of Results because that's what I do. If you come to me where you have the will, I'll find the way. And that's what it's all about. Um, My podcast, I have a podcast called Balcony Cheerleader, and it is just what the word sounds, what the word says. I'm on the balcony cheering for you. Oftentimes, Craig, there's a lot of people in life. They don't have anyone that will stand and clap and cheer for them. I'm that woman, Miss Thunder. <laughs> I, I I love it. I love it. And and we can find encouragement in the strangest places or in the most unexpected places. And you could be one of those places. Somebody could just be skimming through their songs and saying, hey, I want to switch things up, maybe listen to a podcast. And instead of some boring, drooling information, do this to get this result, you come in with energy and fire. Absolutely. That's the only way I can be. You know, I finally found out through being Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz, I would go all around the world searching and seeking. And when I found at the end of the yellow brick road was what I was looking for was already there. My vocation is to believe and to minister people into believing in themselves, Craig. And that's what this is all about. Oh, I love it. I love it. And you know, one <laughs> of the things that, that we talked about in your episode, and then also that we might have time to talk about today, in order to believe in yourself, you have to have what I think is your, your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal, something that drives you, something that you're kind of envisioning, and it might be over that hill, and you just, I'm going to push, I'm going to strive, Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to chug along, whatever it takes, working extra hours, maybe thrown in a night shift, whatever the case is, if it's work-related, and you're just going to give it your all until you get to that first step to your goal. And once it's slowly in sight and it's becoming more and more clear, that's when 
yourself, the queen of results, balcony cheerleading kicks in and just, come on, you can do it. You can do it. And you just coach (laughs) us on, right? Coax us on. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about because oftentimes a lot of people don't believe in themselves. And the one thing that fear will do, fear will do one of two things. It will either paralyze you or you can use it as a catalyst to, like you just said, persevere. And just sometimes they just, people need that extra push to go out of their comfort zone and say, you remember like when we were kids, we heard that story with the little engine. I know I can. I know I can. I know I can. That's all you need is somebody to say, I believe in you. Let's get it. I love it. I love it. And you, you, <laughs> you used a particular word that I'm going to uh, play off of, and you said comfort or comfort zone. Absolutely. And I would say over my years of gaining wisdom, simply meaning I'm getting older in the professional workforce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that, Craig. <laughs> as I gained wisdom, thank you, Ms. Thunder, as I gained wisdom, I had used the word comfort, and I got kind of uh, chided for it, said, Craig, when you're comfortable, you may not be, you know, thinking about growth, you may just be settling in. And what happened was the word comfort didn't bother me as much, but then people started using the word complacent around me. And it's slightly different, as you're aware, but it, it it can signal uh, a negative meaning to others, your peers, your management, that once you're complacent, you're kind of... Um, I don't know if this is right uh, wording, and you can help me with that, Miss Thunder, but kind of you've given up. You've settled in, right, or settled. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's the thing. When you become complacent, you become stagnant, and then your growth potential lessens. That's why you, me, and so many other people, once you discover who you are, you don't become complacent. Every day is like a new challenge. Even when it's exhausting and exhilarating, it's still exciting, isn't it, Craig? Absolutely. You're on the edge at all the time, but it's like getting on a roller coaster. That first time you get on that roller coaster and you you experience that deep drop, you're like, okay, I got through this drop. I got to do it again. Or I'm going to go for it. It's like that thrill. It's that natural high, that innate high, I call it. High on life. Oh, and that's interesting too. You reference about the roller coaster, right? The the, uh, the 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 gut check, I guess we say, or the butterflies, oh, yeah. right? So, so here's something that this came to mind. So, thinking about the roller coaster for our listeners, if you're in the front seat of a roller coaster, if you've ever had the opportunity, or maybe you were forced into it, it was the only seat available. I don't know. I, I happen to like that seat. Okay, but if you have a longer train of cars on the roller coaster, if you're not familiar, when you get to the peak of that long drop, you actually hang over the edge nearly vertically because the rest of the train of cars has to come off the chain driving the the, the cars up the ramp. So instead of falling at a rapid rate, you actually hang there facing down your possible doom, right? (laughs) Craig, that's why I sit in the back. Exactly, exactly. See, I've got to sit in the back to cheer you on in the front. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. You're stealing segues there. That's right. And this is all scripted, right? Just kidding. Yeah, that yeah, was awesome. Course, that right? was awesome. <laughs> so so now so you took me into somewhere I was actually gonna talk to also is different seats on the on the roller coaster or different seats, if you will, on the bus, and that's another discussion point, right? But right. going on that roller coaster and getting the butterflies, you could be a pro at going to theme parks and maybe traveled internationally and gone to really great things and go forwards, reverse and stop and do all these loops and corkscrews and whatever. But the front seat where you hang and it's a static moment where you're just looking down, when's this going to happen? When's this going to happen? It adds to the excitement, maybe even
even a little fear, right, for amusement, right? Absolutely. But then to your point, as we start to move back, now all those people are hanging over like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. And then right? finally the chain releases, and now you're whipping along from the back, right? <laughs> so they may be experiencing the thrill, the fear before you, but they definitely take care of you in the back, right? Absolutely. We, we cheer you on because if something happens, you're going to go down first, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I just had to throw that in to mess with you, Craig. No, no, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, So so talking about these roller coaster experiences in life, and I mentioned the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal statement. Yeah. one thing that, and I can't recall the book, and maybe you will know it, or you have a different uh, learning experience, but one thing that I've been trying to do in as I progress in life professionally is always do something that pulls me out of my comfort zone. I, I don't mean, Miss Thunder, that it's... Um, uh, aggressive or assertive or, you know, brash, just out of nowhere. That wasn't like right. Craig, you know, that right. wasn't like Miss Thunder to do that, but right. something that just catches you a, l- a little off guard. It's like, you know, I really should work on this, but I have these other projects I'm more familiar with. I have these other tasks, these routine things that I could do, but that, that item over there, that project, that program, that, that idea really needs to get started. I try to work on something new and different, even if it's something small each and every day. So I get that little butterfly feeling just to keep me alive and awake. Otherwise, our fire, I think, can burn out inside and just becomes quenched, you know? Absolutely. If you don't continue to challenge yourself, then what is life? Why are we in this world? Why are we in this world for everybody to look the same, to sound the same, to do the same thing? If we do that, then life becomes mundane and then the growth opportunity becomes stagnant. Once you stop learning and once you stop challenging yourself, then what's it all for, Craig? Hmm. What's it all for? You could be 90 years old, but you still have to have, why do we wake up? When we wake up every morning, there's two things that happen. If we're blessed to wake up, we have a choice and we have a chance. So as long as you have breath in you, you got a chance to go after your dreams and you have a choice on how you're going to get there. It may take you a little bit longer, but we have a chance and we have a choice. I love it. I love it. completely and and so so two things on that one for my day job i'm a project manager and when i put my feet on the ground from the bed i actually do get excited still believe it or not as my wisdom hint hint grows (laughs) okay (laughs) my my job experience grows yeah exactly yeah yeah pound bang right yeah yeah (laughs) and and why that happens for me, and I don't know if it happens for some of our listeners, but I hope and pray that it does, or maybe through this podcast or yours, they find new hope, new inspiration. I generally know what my project management day will bring. I'm aware of my projects, programs, customers, you know, things like deliverables, all that technical jargon. But I don't know specifically how it's going to play out. There's uh, pending risks that have to be mitigated. There might be some issues, you know, a, a, a vehicle trailer, maybe some tires fail that we have to do a tow or get some tires replaced, but it's a critical mission and has to be to, you know, say a power plant for service. Who knows? But that's the energy and joy of just not saying, oh, another day and start slogging your feet around. It's I'm looking forward to today because I don't know exactly what it'll bring. And that's kind of what drives drives me in life with my day job. Mm. And what does this podcast do for you? What does 
um, coaching people into their career vocation. What does that do for you? Does that tap? Is this your ministry? Because we all have different levels of ministry. Ministry doesn't just um, define itself behind the pulpit. Is this your ministry? Is this your gift to the world? I appreciate that question. Thank you. And using the word ministry also. So over the years, I have um, volunteered, as well as my wife has, at our church. And we had taught catechism class. And for me, it was seventh and eighth grade. And for my wife, I think she was in the lower levels, like fourth and fifth. But there's a certain feeling, a certain like pull or a drive that you feel when you're teaching, That especially when a young child lights up and understands something, because you explained it just a little differently than maybe someone else, or different than the book. And that leads me into you know, mentoring within companies and corporations that have resource groups. People have said, Craig, you know, you light up when, and then they talk about mentoring, or Craig, you light up when you're coaching. And I also feel that same energy and passion, Miss Thunder, when I'm doing my day job, because as I mentioned earlier, I truly enjoy it, love it. There's just that spark of of a, a dynamic, what's the word, dynamicism? Is that a word? Uh, well, we'll make it up. How about that? I, I love it. <laughs> There's that spark of dynamic content, meaning that I just don't know exactly what the day's going to hold, and that's what makes it enjoyable. And I light up for that too, but I would say, to answer your question in long form, when I do mentor, when I coach, including on this podcast, and especially one-on-one or one-on-group, when you see the people in person or virtually, the lights goes off. That is really a true aha moment for them, an aha moment for me. And to hint at answering your question, I think I just smile just a little bit more than my day job when I have an aha moment. So it may truly become a ministry or a down the road, God willing, a full-time gig. Mm. And I, you know what, Craig, and I, I get where you're at because I'm, I wear many hats as Miss Thunder. Um, a lot of people don't know, but I train athletes in particular, football players who play from the pro level, collegiate level, high school students who want to be. And then occasionally I'll get lacrosse players, soccer players, or people who are training for um, like bodybuilding and female beauty contestants. But the biggest thing is what separates me from all the other fitness trainers is that I'm not showing you just how to lift the weights. I'm inspiring you to be lifted in life, to be lifted in life so that when you're not witness thunder, you can continue to soar in all the other aspects, especially the areas in your life where you're weak. And I'm going to piggyback on what you said earlier. You said, find something and challenge yourself every single day. Well, when you focus, a lot of people, what we do sometimes, Craig, we focus, we focus on our strengths and the things that we love to do. That's okay. You got to sharpen in on your tool. You got to sharpen in on your craft. But in order to get to the pinnacle of life and your spiritual being and your physical being and your emotional being, you got to also take a look at the gray areas and that are the weaknesses. And sometimes that's not always easy, but I'll tell you this, when you focus on your weaknesses, it exposes, like you said, it opens up that fear instead of that fear paralyzing you, it, it takes you to the precipice of where you want to go. Do you understand? I do. I do. I love what you're saying. And and I will now reverse piggyback off of your comments. <laughs> 
let's go. That's what it's all about. Exactly. That's right. Uh, when I when I work with other businesses that sometimes are challenged or have uh, concerns about revenue, as well as with employees and those seeking work, sometimes I'll use something called a SWOT analysis, and you might be familiar with it. Absolutely. And no, it's not the music in the background with the guys running out with their guns, <laughs> right? It's it's S W O T, and that analysis is strength, weakness, opportunity, and threat. And for our discussion purposes, we're talking about the S and the W, your strength and your weakness. Absolutely. And that, to me, is so important both for your show, your message, and for the uh, clients that you support, the takeaways mm-hmm. that they have when you're not side-by-side side with them, as well as with me. We do need to know our strengths. And many times, um, and I'm not suggesting this of anyone, but many times pride can get in the way. Oh, yeah. And so we have to be very cautious about that. We can be proud of our accomplishments, proud of our knowledge, proud of the new muscles we built, or proud of the new technique that Miss Thunder taught a pro football player that went on to you know, maybe win a Super Bowl. That's great. But right. when we get too proud, pride steps in and takes over. So one thing I'm try- I want to caution as I segue into the W, the weakness part, is just we have to kind of do a double check on how proud we are of ourselves. And that's something I've had to go through as well. And you kind of start to get that smirk that, you know, maybe raise your chest up, beat your chest a little, that, that Popeye moment. And it happens <laughs> It happens too often, right? The King Kong moment. It happens oh too often. Oh, my God. I right. love it. <laughs> right. So, so if we can get past the S part, we have to know what they are, first of all. But, oh, and, and back up one step. So, yes, I think, and I don't know that you said this, but I think it's important to recognize our strengths. And, yes, we can polish them. But I would um, caution how how much time and energy we spend on our strengths. Because mm. let's, you know, if we, I had Love a past it. episode. Yeah, thank you. I had a past episode. I was trying to dig up the, the episode number, but it was really talking about the fact that let's say your strength that you self rank in an 88 or a 90 or a 92. Well, basically though, that's an A, A minus, right? You're doing great. But the amount of effort, time and energy you're going to need to put in to making that uh, strength stronger is going to be significant, and what you're going to gain is a fraction of a percent, a percentage point or two. Is someone really going to notice that Miss Thunder goes from a 92 to a 93 or a 92 to a 94? We might feel like we gave it our all and spent tens or hundreds of hours polishing whatever that was, that skill, that technique, that, that message, and we're waiting for the world to see it. But okay. it may not see the change. It'll just see the original you because moving that needle just slightly didn't do it. But, and I'm not saying it's not worth it, but I would recommend this instead. Work on the W. If your weaknesses are at a level of a 60, 65, you know, an F, a D, something like that, and Mm -hmm. you put some effort into that, potentially even less effort than polishing your strength, you could jump up 5, 10, 20 points almost overnight with the Mm. right focus. And I think that's part of what you do and professional trainers do. They look at areas of your least strength or your weakness and help you blossom. Mm. One of my favorite books, I don't know if you've ever heard of this book, Craig, or the listeners, but it's called Leave Your Ego at the Door. And it was by Bill Hurst. And I absolutely love the book. He worked in corporate America and um, for over 25 plus years. And the tips that he gave in this book is so profound because it, it, it aligns with what you're saying. If you leave your ego at the door, it allows so much room for you to look at things 
from another set of lenses. Because, you know, like you said, pride and ego go together. Like Sigmund Freud said, the ego, the super ego, and the id. Yeah, yeah. When you have too much pride, when you have too much ego, where does the learning commence? Ask yourself that. Where does the learning commence? It doesn't because your pride or your ego gets in the way. When you check yourself at the door, I tell you what, that's when the true meaning of learning and the true meaning of growth can really begin. That's when you start learning with your eyes and your ears and not with your mouth. Ooh, Craig. Oh, that, Craig. That, yeah, that that's awesome. That, well, well, and, and 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 you heard something somewhere. What did I tell you on your show? What did I tell you on your show? I said there's a reason why we have two ears and one mouth, right? That's right. You yeah, did say yeah, that. Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, you did. And and I'm gonna go back to one of the things that we talked about on uh, the podcast was, and I love your episode 77. This is a must must hear for people. What got you here won't take you there. It's not just in your professional life. It's in your personal life. It's in every aspect and every move that we make in life. What started Craig with this podcast is not going to take Craig to the next level. There's so many other things that you have to be willing to do. And the thing, one of the first things that you got to be willing to do is like you said, check the ego, check the pride and doing small things, little things that challenge you on a daily basis. Oh, I, I love it. Yeah, that chimes in exactly with the same message. I love it. And what's kind of scary, because I promise our listeners, and you can assure them as well, Miss Thunder, we didn't script any of this, right? Oh, absolutely not. And what's funny and scary at the same time, I had episode 77 highlighted that I did want to pull into this conversation. <laughs> so the fact that you did it, I don't know if you're spying uh, on me, but you know. No, so you know what? Say they say. Great minds think alike. I just think great lines speak, uh, uh, think alike. And I think the spirits are aligned, just like stars are aligned in the sky. People's spirits are aligned as well. I love that. I love that. You know, if, if our listeners are people of faith, regardless of denomination, faith can give you hope. It can give you inspiration, right? Oh, and, and, um, yeah, there, there was a movie that I, I loved, in fact, still love, and I believe it's called Finding Forrester with Sean Connery. Oh, and I love that movie. The two, yes, wonderful movie, wonderful movie. In fact, I have a problem with certain movies. I play them quite frequently because I enjoy them. <laughs> But but that that's my dessert. That's my relaxing at the end of the day, just to kind of drown into a nice, you know, movie. Most of them have a positive ending. Not all do, and some right. of them catch you by surprise. Contrast at the end. But right. um, one of the characters says to the other, the lead character says, "Well, why do you do that?" And he says, "Oh, he says, what does it hurt? What? Where's the risk?" He said, "It's like praying. Where's the risk?" So I love it. So whether you do or don't have faith, if you have a moment to pray. What's the risk, right? How can it hurt you? Mm. And so I, I love that line, and it made me just think of you know our discussions about potential faith and focus and, and inner drive, and mm -hmm. talking about uh, weak spots. And then I think uh, I've got one other question of a different nature. I had a recent episode, and it was ninety-seven, actually two-part series, and the next part will come out next week. But how to find your weak spot? And mm. in it, I talk about another movie, but. One character says to the other, haven't you ever failed at anything? 
And the other character responds smugly, raises their chest, and just kind of lifts their head up a little arrogantly. No, I've never failed at anything. So, again, they're characters in a movie, Miss Thunder. But what those things have stuck with me for years, those two lines from different movies for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not suggesting that anyone listening is that prideful. No, I've never failed at anything. But uh, who, where's the viewpoint? Where's the lens? If you look at it yourself, I've never failed at everything. Have you won every trophy you've ever tried for? Have you gotten 100 on every test? Have you succeeded everything perfectly? Probably not. But maybe your view is distorted, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like, how do we think of ourselves? How do we value and hold ourselves? And that was your point earlier about the ego, right? Absolutely. And we have to embrace failure. Okay, let me give this example to you. When you step on a ladder, you step from the bottom. The first step on a ladder isn't that failure. That's the first step is called failure. But then the second step takes you to the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, until you reach what? Until you reach the top. So oftentimes failure or the fear, I, I always say it's the fear of failure is what freezes people from propelling instead of embracing it. Because all failure is, is just like flipping of a coin of heads and tails. On the other side of failure is what? Success. Oh, I, I so love that. I so love that. Success. Yeah. And that reminds me of an episode I had done. I think I quoted Albert Einstein. And he said, in order to succeed... Your desire for success should be greater than your fear of failure. That's it. And that's all it is. And that is the thing that stops people, um, Craig, from believing and achieving. You know, they have a saying, dare to dream. Well, if you even just dare to dream, you're great. But if you dare to dream and make that dream come true, you are almost one in a billion now. Because we're not conditioned to believe and achieve and assert ourselves because oftentimes, like Craig, how many times have people told you, well, Craig, you know, you're, you're doing pretty good. Why are you still achieving? You've, you've got the, the American dream. You're successfully, you know, graduated from college. You're an engineer. You're married. You have a home. You have kids. You're do- Why do you need to keep pushing forward? Why? Explain that. You're pursuing what you're daring to dream and making your dreams come true. That makes you, you separated yourself from the pack. It's not easy, is it, Craig? Not at all. And you've, your, your, your statement made me think of two things. The first is, I didn't know I was going to be where I am today way back mm. when. I didn't know about this dream. It, 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 maybe there was a detour in life, a fork in life. And I decided to take a chance and try something. If you rewind, I don't know, I have to look back when I first conceived of a podcast and, and being the host of one, that the technical fears, the concerns, picking the right microphone, do I need headphones? Is there a special computer? What about the audio quality? Uh, who, who's going to find me? What platforms? How do you do it? How do you post? All these things, I would have been stopped dead in my tracks. But slowly, I studied and I just kept removing the the objections, right? I kept removing Mm. the challenges and the barriers and the roadblocks. And eventually I got a podcast started, but I want to be, be clear. I didn't know that this was coming for me years ago. I didn't know someday I was going to be mentoring in a large corporation. I didn't Mm. know the results were going to be so successful for the mentees that I would start a coaching business. 
And mm. and it's amazing, but really where does all that come come back to our discussion earlier about when do you get that gut check when do you feel funny when do you really light up is there something you you smile at and don't even notice it or with you're with a friend a family member a coworker a colleague and they just mm-hmm. kind of notice the crick of your mouth just starting to curl up a little bit like you know a little quiver <laughs> you say you know miss thunder what are you doing so crick what's going on and you're starting to kind of smirk almost in a scary way a creepy way right like, no i'm focusing <laughs> on my task at hand i'm focusing on this project i'm focusing on this report or, or whatever the matter, right? And it's okay. And then they go back to doing their day job and that, that quiver, that partial smile's gone. And then you, you start thinking about what your, your feedback was. What was mm. I doing? What, what did I feel when that person noticed that body language? Mm. Maybe that's a hint. That's the direction you might want to embrace. Mm. But we don't, oftentimes, a lot of people don't embrace that because, again, that requires you, this required you to step out of your comfort zone. Did it not, Craig? Beyond belief. It, it required you to, even when you didn't believe, you still kept publishing. You said, And then you said you kind of like stumbled into this. I also believe, let's go back to, I'm going to go all the way back to your childhood from when you can remember to your high school years, to your college years, to after your college year. Craig, weren't you always a giver? At, to the core of who you are. Weren't you always the one that gave, and didn't you always believe in the underdog? Um, maybe so. And I did. I would say, just I'm pausing for a moment. I'm looking up at my ceiling, like there's an answer there. (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) Just look inside your soul. Yeah, to to save. Yeah, but to save the details, I had a, a challenging childhood, and and um. I most of the time was that underdog, I guess, yeah. and, and it, without getting into some uh, points. And because of that, maybe that has shaped me as I started into high school and then college and the rest of it, that I just never wanted to be that underdog again, or, and never is a strong word. I talk about that too, about using extreme words, always and never, but, but right. I, I, I would do everything within my power, Miss Thunder, to not be that underdog. And what I mean by that is, no, I'm not looking to be that exceptional top of the line, A plus 100 every time. No, but I want to put myself in the most positive situations, the most uplifting and the most uh, likelihood chance for success, if that makes any sense. Absolutely, it does. And what you're basically doing is passing it forward. And what you're saying is, I know what it feels like to be the underdog. And I'm sharing my experience and I'm helping other people get over the fear of being the underdog and achieving to be the overdog, the top dog. And I love it. I know. And and that's, that's absolutely true. And one of the things we had started talking about during this episode was about, you know, the, the opportunities, the gut check, getting on the roller coaster, front seat, middle back, where, where is your place? Well, one of the discussions we had on your show recently was about um, choices and we all have the ability to make choices, which led me to, we all have the ability to take action. Mm. And when you choose not to act. That is your choice of inaction. Saying, I'll do it later, I'll get to it later, is a choice. It's a choice of inaction. Mm. So start choosing different options if they're not getting you where you want to be. Mm. And you cannot be afraid of rejection. 
because that's another key thing that we need to talk about. A lot of people fear the rejection of, you know, I I went out here and I've been applying for this job or I've been pursuing this person in a relationship, wherever it is. But I always say this to people and we talked about this before. Do not look at rejection as something negative. Look at rejection as redirection. Oh, I love it. I love it. And also, also, it does not define you. No. We are getting rejected if this happens based on the action, the effort we were attempting doesn't always win. Okay. Your, your, your tries, trials don't always come through. They're not always positive. But that which does not kill us makes us stronger. And Absolutely. we have to learn from our failures. I mean, Einstein references, I think Michael Jordan, I, I can't, don't have his quote in my mind, but he didn't talk about the, the success rate at which he made baskets. He talked about the failure rate. He said, mm-hmm. before I can go on to a game and, you know, have a whatever 50%, you know, free throw advantage, whatever his incredible stats are, right? He said, I had to spend hundreds and thousands of hours shooting free throws. It's not about how many I made. It's about how many I missed. Mm. Wayne Mm. Wayne Gretzky, you're going to miss every shot you don't take. There it is. If you don't, how are you going to learn how to dance if you don't get on the dance floor? Yes, yes. I remember you saying that to me. Absolutely correct. Absolutely. And whatever our dance floors are, whatever our ice hockey field is, whatever our basketball court is, whether it's sports related or it's in the office or it's in, in drama on a stage, if you're afraid, that it's okay. It's a human emotion. It's natural. Mm-hmm. But don't let I, I, my thunder and I ask you, don't let fear define you. Don't let rejection define you. It defines the moment. There it is. And, and embrace yeah. it because you may want this job so bad. You might be the most qualified person, but if that job is not meant for you, it's not meant for you. That just means there's something bigger and better. If this relationship was not meant for you, if what if driving this car, this Range Rover or whatever car you thought you should have, if it's not meant for you to have it, walk away, embrace it. That means that there's just something so much better that is destined for you. And oh, what is it. meant for you? Oh, Craig, look, listeners, what is meant for you to have, you're going to have, and no one is going to have the power to take it away unless you let them. And if they take it away, it really wasn't yours to start with. Oh, wow. Those are powerful words. Powerful <laughs> words. <laughs> and it, it is what it is. If it's meant for you to be where you're going to be with where you are, Craig, and where you're going to go five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. I, no one can take that away because one of the things that I know, I, there is no human being on this earth that has a heaven or a hell to put you in. No one. The only person who can stop you is you. Wow. Wonderful, wonderful <laughs> words. I, I'm pausing. I'm processing. You know, it's like, where, where are we going to go next with this conversation? We're only uh, going to go up. Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Escalator, stairs, or elevator. I got you. Oh, nice, nice. You like that? That was my MIDI file. That was my old keyboard music. I like that. I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I absolutely love it because this conversation and we're having this dialogue so that anybody that's out there that is in the midst of changing lanes and whatever parts of their life, we're saying to you, do not allow 
fear to hold you back. And sometimes it's not always easy because people will email me. They will hit me up on my social media, Craig, and they will say, you know, but I'm married or I'm in the process of this and I don't make that much money and this, that, and the other. I don't make that much money either. But one of the things that I can tell you is if you stop, I know this for sure, you're never going to get there if you stop. Speaking of stopping, and thank you for that, something I I actually write down, we were having such a great conversation that I I didn't want to lose something. We were just prior talking about failure, which of course, stopping can be a a sign of failure, right? You've kind of lost hope, given up, and your your inner fire, your inner spirit or soul has burned up a little bit or burned out temporarily. Maybe it's just smoldering and needs a relight. But have you, Miss Thunder, ever interviewed and the result was you did not receive the job or receive the uh, promotion or offer? Oh, absolutely. Many, many, many times. And I'm going to ask you a question. There's a reason why. If not, I'm going to feed you the answer. That's something I'm looking for. (laughs) What did you say if they told you point blank that you weren't getting the promotion, the job, the offer? What were your final words? There's a key word I'm looking for. I always ask them why and what could I do to um, improve? Is there something um, that I'm missing? I always ask the question why and what can I do to focus on being better or what skills could I skill sets? That was one of the things I always did. I love that. I love that. And I completely agree with you. And at the end, what are the last words that come out of your mouth in closing when you leave the room? Thank you. Okay. That was what I was looking for. Just although your other comments, we could talk an entire show on about right? what, what else could I improve on. And, and we may, we may, there might be a hint, hint opportunity to come back. Winky face. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, what has Craig lost his mind because he's been spending, you know, 100 episodes over a hot microphone, right? Hot, steamy microphone. Uh, no, he hasn't lost his mind. Miss Thunder just said what I was hoping she would say and what I have said before. Even though we may have been temporarily defeated, even though we weren't approved or granted the job, the promotion, the position, the whatever it was. That is temporary defeat, temporary loss, but it was defeat and loss of a situation, not of a person, unless you let that come in and seep negativity into your soul. Mm. Why? Yeah, yes. Speak, Craig. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Thank you. And why you said thank you, and why I say thank you, and I don't know, listeners, why you might say thank you. Yes, it's cordial. Yes, it's polite. But here's another way to look at those two simple, powerful words, thank you. You didn't receive what you wanted. You polished up, you went in, you interviewed, you knocked the socks off, but something happened and you didn't achieve what you were looking for that moment. Why we say thank you is because we have the opportunity to rewind that interview, rewind that discussion, and make ourselves better to Miss Thunder's point. Where could I improve? What could I do better? Were there some areas that you were interested in that I did not possess? Or are there some trainings that you might recommend for me to be more fit for this position? So thank you follows back with rewind and lessons learned. What can I learn to become better? Mm, that's, and then sometimes Craig, you could be the better, you could be the best you can horn in again. It always comes back down to don't take it personal. You might not be the perfect fit for that particular environment. You, it, it might be so many other great areas. You could, one of the things I hope that people take away, and it took me several years to learn this, do not take it 
personal. You cannot own other people's actions, their behaviors, nor their perceptions. Do not own that. Do not take it personal. Now, I I love your words, and I I have some... Uh, food for thought on the words do not. It's kind of your, we or you are kind of instructing our listeners to not take it personally. It it might come from a a point of love and coaching and wisdom, as I use that word, at least for me, I won't speak to your wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) If you you understand what I'm saying, I'm not going there. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) But but what if a listener hears Miss Thunder for the first time and says, don't take it personally? What if they get offended by you or uh, uh, feel attacked? Who are you to tell me? Because where I'm going with that, Miss Thunder, yes, I agree with your statement, but there are people out there, I was once there, that did take it personally. So what's wrong with me? And is there, am I defective? Okay. So it's, we have to, I guess, be careful with our messaging. I agree completely again with your messaging, but there's going to be the few listeners out there that are taking it personally and it's hard. They're in there. You weren't in that room. You didn't get beat up on the interview board. You didn't almost lose your job because of X, Y, Z. Yes, I'm taken personally. This affects me. This affects my family, my income. I could lose my house and you know my, my heart rate's up. You hear my breathing. Right. <laughs> so so it, it can happen, Miss Thunder, right? Right. But then you have to take a moment and breathe because all of the anxiety, you see how you said your heart is racing, all of the frustration, where's it going to get you? And how's it working for you? You can take that negative energy and you can turn it into something positive because at the end of the day, what is the end game? If the end game is for you to propel your family, to propel yourself forward, you coming in with that type of high intensity, with taking it personal, how's it going to work for you? You got to breathe. Take a moment. You got to breathe because you stressing out. Let me ask you this. And to anybody that's out there listening, you stressing out about it. How's it going to get you to the next phase or the end game of what you want? Will that get you the results that you want? My game and our goal is not to offend anybody. I believe in no judgment, no heat. That's why people come to Miss Thunder. That's why I'm revered as a um, highly respected life coach. Because I can tell you, I've seen people who, like just what you said, people who have millions of dollars on the line. They have egos on the line. They not only have to feed their family, but they have agents that need, that are relying on them to uh, make this money, to be happy. But at the end of the day, at the end of the end game, you bring in that type of level of energy. How's it going to get you to the results that you want? Yes. Yes. Very powerful. And maybe through podcasts like ours, we can help remove some of that fear, that anxiety, that stress, and, and, and help our listeners know, especially if you're going through something right now, something that's extremely, let's say, challenging. Absolutely. If you feel defeated, it's a defeated moment in life. But you can rise as a phoenix from the ashes. You can. You're going to say, Craig, Miss Thunder, that sounds impossible. I get it. When you look straight up at the top, you know, looking for the ground floor of a skyscraper, you say, oh my God, somewhere, somehow, somebody built that thing, as you said, Miss Thunder, from the ground up, right? There it is. Yeah. And if if the higher power, if you want to call it Allah, if you want to call it God, Hail Mary, if the higher power 
puts Goliath in front of you, it's because they know you are David and can slay and can slay. I love it. I love it. And and really, it just a, it's a message about hope. It's a message about inspiration when we share. And you and I have different walks of life, different training paths, different experiences. But it's just really the Career Growth Made Easy podcast, Balcony Cheerleader, in different forms. We are here to be your, your cheerleader. We're here to be your career growth coach. Whether you ever hire either one of us professionally, or you just consume our content on our websites, our podcasts, and maybe some of our free downloads as gifts. We are here to help you. Mm. I tell you what, I have told a lot of my constituents, and I'm in, in encouraging people to utilize your services, because as you know, before becoming um, a fitness trainer and a life coach, I worked in HR, and a lot of your modules and you as a person, if I would have had your type of training and your type of um, your type of fervor and your type of mentorship early on in my career, I could have avoided what I call the landmines. I could have avoided, <laughs> oh my lord! I could have avoided so many pitfalls, but deeper, you know, because there are a lot of people who have podcasts about careers and there are a lot of books, but it's something that it's an element that you provide that I have not seen across the board. You bring a level of compassion, technical training, empathy, knowledge, but then you have something most of all. You put yourself in that person's shoes and you actually walk it and it conveys in your training models. And I just absolutely, I have never seen anything quite like it. I'm enamored. That's why I went through your podcast and I was hooked on it, like hooked on phonics. When I tell you I went from A to Z, I went from podcast one all the way to 98. I mean, you have me hooked. (laughs) No, I really appreciate that. That's very, very kind of you, sweet of you. Thank you for that glowing endorsement. Um, at time, at time, at times, we have to take it where we can get it because we get knocked down many a time, right? So, That's right. Um, and, and another thing too, and your compliments are very, very kind. Another thing too that I share with some of the mentees and uh, people that I coach. Let me get, make sure I have this right here. Um, complaints are frequent, compliments are few between. So you're going to have frequent complaints about your work, your service, your output, your product, your report, your customer service, whatever you do from, from, you know, we call them ICs, individual contributors. You're working at the ground level. You're shoveling it. You're doing the work. You're pushing the broom. Maybe you're at a desk and answering the phone and dealing with heated customer service calls. You're doing the work. But even if you're starting to look at going into supervision, leadership, or, you know, some type of a team promotion, there's always going to be challenges out there. And it's really important that we just talk about 
the challenges we face, and you're still going to get complaints even as you promote up the chain. But when you do get those compliments, just cherish them. Cherish them not in a way of pride, as we talked about in the beginning, but in a way of being proud. There is somebody or an entity or group out there that appreciated what I did, and use that when you're having a flak jacket on and getting beat up by the negative comments. Those Mm -hmm. negative comments, that negative feedback, Miss Thunder, it may not actually be about you directly. It could be about the product or service your company offers, or maybe you never laid a hand on that particular, we'll call it a widget, that your company sells. And yet they're just tearing you up because you represent that company. You are hired by them to do customer service or quality control or design or whatever. And so we have to remember, it is about the messages that we hear, but it's also about how we digest them, right? Absolutely. And you have to, one of my great, great mentors said to me, it's it's like you, when you're going through whatever in your personal or in your professional, always remember, don't water yourself down to Ooh. become digestible for others. Uh-oh. Exactly. You don't have to. It comes back down to remember, don't take it personal. This person may not like this for whatever their reason. If they're attacking or they don't like this, don't take it personal and still don't water yourself down to become digestible for others. Wow. I love what you said. Episode 94 is all in your message. You cannot be defined nor derailed by other people's opinions, perceptions, or whatever. Because at the end of the day, they're human beings just like you. They put their pant leg on just at the same time that you do. They put their socks on one leg, one foot at a time. Whether they're a CEO, director, they're underneath you, side you, it doesn't matter. Oh, I just, I love you. I love your message. And you were talking about it's all in your message, 94. There it is. I, I love your message and 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 how it connected with me. Of course, I'm close to the content I generate for my listeners. But how it connected with me, besides talking about the socks and the, the pants, and yes, everything is one step, one process at a time. We're all human and we're all identifiable at some level, some plane, is that our message in that episode is really critical that we all understand especially if we are interested in applying for a job, whether your first job or an improved job, whether you're looking to, uh, from there, then you would go into the interview process. From there, if you're potentially hired, you would go into the workforce. It's all in your message. Your message comes out in your verbal speak, the tone, not only your words, but your tones, then as you well know from being in human resources, your body language tells sometimes a greater story than the words you choose, right? Absolutely. That message of our bodies needs to be consistent in documents such as, if people know what cover letters are, they're rarely used today, but they still are in use. Cover letters, your message has to be consistent with you, your genuine self. Then from there, the cover letter's job is to get them to read your resume. Your resume's job with a consistent message about you, a story, a giving message about how you can help your potential future company succeed, what's in it for me from their viewpoint. Your message needs to be whole when you get that interview. I call my resume class resume masterclass, but our our goal is to make interview-winning resumes. Mm. When you're in that interview, Miss Thunder, It's called interviewing excellence, right? If your cover letter 
if your resume, if your interview, and if your message is all consistent, hence it's all in your message to your point earlier, you are more likely to get hired. You're likely to more likely to get callbacks for interviews. And when you do get the offer for the hire, like I mentioned, I think on your show, let's say the salary range was forty to sixty thousand dollars a year. It can be whatever range you want, sixty to eighty, a hundred to two hundred, whatever you need to hear from me. But if your message is clear and consistent, they probably have decided on an area within that range before you even set foot in the building. Mm, So right. So if you come with a clear, clean message, you may get to the middle to higher end or top out of that range for the offer. So it's not all about money. Don't misunderstand me, Miss Thunder. But as we're starting to come to a close for this particular episode, and we've talked about a lot, pride and inner message and ego and drive and vision and growth, you've kind of helped me unintentionally sum it up. It's all in your message. If we're not looking for a new job, if we're not looking for promotion, if we're just maybe, I don't know if that's the right word, slugging it out in the day-to-day, what's our message? What what are people thinking of you? What are people saying of you? Look at yourself in the mirror in the morning, the afternoon, the evening. What is your message? And I lead that mm. over to you, Miss Rhonda, right? Help us with messaging. Messages um, as we conclude. Listen, don't be afraid to reach beyond the skies. Reach for the moon. If you fall, the beauty is you land upon a star. That's the beauty in it. There, there are no losers when you're reaching for who and what you want to be. And when you are in those moments where fear wants to take over, my greatest advice to you and to anybody out there listening, all you got to do is take a step back and breathe. When life becomes cumbersome, take a step back and breathe. Just breathe. Inhale and exhale. Because I guarantee you this. If you look to the right and turn your head and look to the left, there's somebody who has it far worse than you. I, I love that. I love that. Absolutely. You, you, you could have a particular, and, and again, this is not me um, uh, putting myself in a plane or a plateau, but sometimes when you say, oh, my knee hurts, my back hurts, whatever the case is, or my arm when I twist it this way, and you might get stuck in that cycle of just complaining. It's like, oh, why me? And you feel self-doubt and just you're, you're, you feel beat up. And then you might see someone in public or on a movie or a TV show that doesn't happen to have that appendage or that is partially paralyzed or something of that nature. And so that kind of gives me a gut check, Miss Thunder. Do I really want to sit there and complain about my forearm that hurts when I twist a certain way? I have that forearm. Put it to mm, good use, right? There it is. And and one thing, too, that I also want to say, if you're chasing careers after money, money is great. It can buy you a lot of things. But let me leave you with this message. Money can buy you a doctor, but it can't buy you good health. Money can buy you a bed, but it can't buy you good sleep. Money can buy you insurance, but it can't buy you safety. But one of the things I do know is that when you are willing to come into yourself and accept yourself and pursue your life dream and your life passion, that will bring you riches that money can never, ever bring you. Boom, mic drop. Boom, boom, boom. It's wow. Miss Thunder. It is, it is. And, <laughs> and boom time. 
I have so many more words, but not for this episode. You have just knocked it out of the park, Miss <laughs> Thunder. And we have heard a lot about you, and we've heard some references to your show. We've both spoken about Balcony Cheerleader, but yes. we cannot complete this episode without giving people the other end of the tin can so they can connect with you. Where are you on social media? Where are you on the web? How can someone reach out to you? You can always reach out to me on www.missthunder.net. Again, missthunder.net. I have a website. You can reach out if you'd like to be a guest on my show. I'm also on Twitter at Balcony Cheer. I'm on Instagram at Balcony Cheerleader. So you can always reach me um, again, MissThunder.net. If you don't know how to find me on Instagram or Twitter, I'm always available to cheer you on. Clap, 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 clap. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on our celebratory Thank show. Thank you for having me, Craig. Uh, it has been an honor. I love your energy. I love your vision. And thank you for sharing some of your uh, trials and some of your successes. Thank you so much. And best of luck to you. And congratulations again on your 100th episode. Go, uh, Craig. Absolutely. Thank you. The celebration continues. No one knows what's coming up on our next episode. We'll keep it a secret. I've been Craig Ansell, your host of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I am celebrating over here, but not alone today, folks. I have Miss Thunder of Balcony Cheerleader podcast cheering us on. Boom time. All right. We're going to close the episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for your dedicated listenership. Thank you, Miss Thunder. Have a God-blessed day. We'll talk next week. See you, everybody.